along to another episode of Sweet Tea and Coffee. This is episode number 56. And I think it's worth mentioning that we are recording this on the day where the album came out. Yeah. Which has been really exciting. Mm-hmm. So I hope you guys have had a chance to listen to it. We talked about it in a few episodes ago or an episode ago. Last episode. Last episode. That's right. With Todd Wright. And you, he was... Yeah. He was less feisty than... He was nice. Yeah. You get a little apology in there. So... Maybe Todd can come back again. Maybe, Maybe so. Maybe back. so. But thanks for listening to that. Yeah, you uh, and you figured out today. This is brand new news: how to share an album on Apple Music. I appreciate you. So you've me been out like that. I mean, I think you, this is an opportunity for you to to send that out. People know it's coming now. If you're in Kendall's phone book, if you're, you're probably, in my phone book, you probably got it. I was I was bragging about how many people I'd texted with the album by eight a.m. this morning. Yeah. So. Friends, family, watch out. You're getting a link to Apple Music. Whether you actually know how to work Apple Music or not, you're getting it. So anyway, a couple of shout outs today. Yeah. This is a big deal. Today on the day we're recording this. So if you see her after you hear this, you'll have to wish her happy birthday afterwards. But the person that puts all the pretty things together Mm -hmm. at Fredonia Hill, all the nice looking images and all the graphics and all that, her name is Haley Chapman. And today on the day of this recording, September the 7th, is her birthday. So That's right. Big shout out to Haley for her birthday. First Our birthday shout out on the pod, Official too. photographer of Sweet yeah. Tea and Coffee. Yeah, so she's part of the team. Yeah. So happy birthday to Haley. And then the other thing, this is our first, uh, we had our. Oh, I had another report of another uh, binge listener to the podcast. I heard that. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I heard So someone story. got hooked in on the Madison episode. Mm-hmm. Her name's Jessica Ferris. She lives in the DFW area. Former uh, Nacogdoches resident. Yep. Got in on Madison's episode and then has apparently listened to almost all the others. So Jennifer Whitehead was our last binge listener. Binge listener. And now Jessica Ferris is on there. And Jessica is apparently Madison's hooking her up, sending her a. Uh, Yeah. I gave her a couple stickers today to to send out. And a stamp. And there is a a (laughs) sticker on the way. Jessica, thanks for listening Blake you've got some news about some numbers I, this is kind of crazy so this is this is really crazy by the time this episode comes out we're going to be brushing up against 10,000 listens on this podcast which is pretty nuts that people have listened now, to that does many that hours. count does that count how i just put it on play and just let it run well i'm day, pretty sure so it... I, I do know that that Brendan Todd has listened to his his episode Several times. Oh, trying to get his numbers padded. But, yeah, I see that. And, yeah, and he's in the top ten. So, oh, he's. No, I'm just kidding. We don't really. So do I that. think it does consider us repeats. But that's play. that's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, that's really cool. Thank you guys for listening. We did say that we will we will do our best to figure out who number listen who listen number ten thousand is. There's no way of us knowing that, but we're going to randomly pick, we'll somebody pick somebody and award you with the random ten thousand listens award, and it'll be. I don't know. We'll come yeah, up with something. a surprise. Yeah. Okay, too much banter. Listen, we've got some uh, friends in the house with us. We've got Maddie and Gracie here. They recently took a trip to New York and spent some time with Josh Williford, who is one of our uh, missionaries that we yeah. support. He's in the New York He's area. a friend of the pod, too. He is a friend of the pod. Yep. That's also true. And so we're going to interview them about a few things. How'd they get to NAC? how they get to Fredonia Hill? how they get all the way to... New York and what they learned and discovered there. So stick around for this episode.
right, so I said we've got Maddie and Gracie in the house with us. This is we we don't very often have multiple guests. So and this one is especially interesting because they look alike, they sound alike. <laughs> And today they showed up wearing the exact same thing. So this is gonna if this gets confusing to you, it's confusing yeah, to us. Is. But y'all, seriously, thanks for for uh, for being in here. Why don't you jump in and just kind of start uh, by talking to us about how you arrived in the big city of Nacogdoches? How'd you how'd you get here? We should probably identify who's st- starting. Who's talking first? Yeah, that's right. Tell the folks who's talking okay. first. I'm Maddie. There we um, go. I'll go first. Um, I actually got here 21 years ago when I was born. I'm wow. a Ben. I'm a Ben. Hey, Did you know that? No, Blake? I didn't. I feel, yeah. yeah, this is great. I was born and raised in Nacogdoches, so wow. I've been here my whole entire life. Um, but I did not go to Fredonia my whole life, obviously. Um, I just got here in December. Cool. Um, yeah, and so I grew up here, but my parents like, um, are Catholic. And so I grew up in a Catholic church. Um, but I just never really like found myself like wanting to go deeper there. And so I started to go to church with my friends and, um, they went to a Baptist church and I kind of just realized like, Oh, I can have a relationship with the Lord. And I didn't Mm. really know what that was. Mm. Um, and so I just kept going to church there and eventually like just fell in love with like a relationship, the idea of a relationship with the Lord. Um, and so walking through like high school and all that, um, I like was on and off with my relationship. Um, but coming into freshman year of college, I was in person, which was 2019. So first, um, semester was the year before or the semester before the, COVID. Yeah. The normal time. Before the normal time. Yeah. yeah. Um, which now is not so normal cause normal time mm-hmm. is COVID, but, yeah. um, so I just got into the wrong crowd, um, was just living for myself, um, just kind of a wild child. Um, and the following semester was like COVID happened. And so there was no like opportunity to do that, which I, I like I'd say, I'd say that the um, COVID was an answered prayer. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it kind of just like, it gave me no, op- no option, but to just like be alone with the Lord. Um, and to like really sit and think about like what my life was looking like at that moment. Um, and so that summer I traveled with a camp ministry, um, called clear and like leading up to the summer, I was like, how am I going to lead students if I'm not even living the life that I'm leading Mm. them as they should lead or live? Um, and so that was like really convicting. Um, and so I kind of just decided to like actually give my life to the Lord. Um, and that summer was a weird summer anyways, because it was the first summer of COVID. So there wasn't really that many camps. Um, and so we had one camp, but the rest was just time for like us to work on our relationship with the Lord. And so that was like really helpful for me to deepen my relationship. Um, and then coming back, I left Nacogdoches for a year, um, like the fall to the next fall. Um, I did an internship with the ministry, kind of just learned what it looked like to walk with Christ in real life. Um, And so after that, I decided to come back to in-person college, uh, in-person college. (laughs) Um, And I realized like I need a community, like someone who's going to like walk alongside me um, while I walk with Christ um, because I didn't have that my freshman year. Um, And so I was like, well, I need a church home because I don't, like, I don't have a church home here. Um, and so initially, I was just, like, church hopping. 
Um, but I joined a sorority, Philam, and um, was just kind of like filling it out. Like they were a Christian community. Um, but at a retreat in January or February, nope, it was this semester before that, somewhere between there, um, Melina actually, she was speaking at the retreat and she gave out her number. She was like, you know, if you ever want to like reach <laughs> out to someone, she also gave out her address. So that's what I'm talking about. If she has crazy surprising. people on her yeah. front door, it's her fault. Yeah. Um, but she gave out her number and I was like, okay, um, thought about it. Like a few weeks go by and I'm like, maybe I should reach out. So I reached out and I was like, wow. hey, I don't know if you disciple people, but like, would you consider it? Um, I know you don't know me. Like you spoke at the the retreat um, and I think you like are wonderful. Um, and I really love that. And she messaged me, ba- messaged me back and she was like, uh, why don't we get coffee? And so I was like, okay. So... We got coffee and um, potential, or she like told me, she was like, uh, the way I believe discipleship is you have to like walk with someone and it's not just like a one day for an hour meeting, which was solid to me. I was like, yeah. Um, And she was like, come, like, if you aren't at a church home, like come to Fredonia, like do life with me, um, like get involved and I was like this is perfect like I found someone who loves the Lord who will show me how to do that who will like help me go deep um also get a church home this is great um and so that's how I got into Fredonia wow and that was what year that was last like last Last, year okay last year in December you say okay wow that's great that's really cool that's really courageous to just go okay I'm just gonna this person gave their phone number out which means they have some interest but that's also a big deal to just yeah call up someone you don't know and go, okay, will you get into the deep parts of my life? That's pretty crazy. It was kind of crazy. So I work at Farm Bureau, fun fact. Oh, um, hey. Yeah, with Marcus Clarkus. Um, he... <laughs> oh, I'm sure he loved that you just did that on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and they're like, they had an accident with a deer. Like, oh, yeah, I remember a that. A few weeks. And <laughs> I actually got the phone call from them and that oh, name man. sounded so familiar. And so when I like typed in their name, I was like, Oh, she's the one that spoke. And so then oh, I was like, I'm going to reach out. Yeah, it was it was really wild. So the prompting to reach out. Okay, good. John and Melina, you were wondering why, why in the world the deer? There it is. Running into things. Is. There it is. Yeah. There it is. That's why the deer darted out at you. Was, <laughs> uh, that's crazy. That's cool. Okay. All right, Gracie, what about you? All right. How'd you get to NAC? Um, so I got to NAC in 2018. Um, I came here um, as a freshman. Um, just searching for a church home. Um, SFA was not my first choice um, college-wise. I wanted to go to Texas A&M. Um, was kind of. I'm sorry, what? You said Texas, oh. <laughs> Texas A&M. I thought you said no, Texas. No, I just wanted to make sure. I no. <laughs> um, yeah, so <laughs> I was kind of um, sold on going there. That's where I wanted to go. Um, and while I'm making this decision, I like had just made like the decision to follow Christ uh, was a new believer um, deciding between colleges and so so a senior in high school is when mm-hmm. okay wow yeah so I was 17 okay. when I started like walking with the Lord um, and that was like a process all through my senior year of high school the Lord was pursuing me um, but anyway so I'm you know deciding between Texas A&M and then my mom and a couple other people were like just go tour SFA I had applied 
here, gotten in, um, came and toured, and I thought the campus was beautiful, you know, um, but then it was kind of the Lord who was just like, gave me a piece and decided to come to SFA. Like, I can't give another explanation other than it being like the Lord guiding me in that completely. Um, so I came here uh, to be a nursing major, still a nursing major, fourth semester, about to graduate. And so um, I um, came here, was pursuing that, um, and was looking for a church home um, as a new believer. Just really wanted to be in like Christian community. Um, found a church um, and started going there. It was not Fredonia. Um, and started going there. But then um, I had a couple of friends who came to Fredonia Hill, um, and um, I came to service with them one Sunday, and it was kind of like, I really enjoyed, like, hearing you teach um, and just, like, the community that was here at Fredonia, mm-hmm. um, college students that are in Revive. And so I just felt at, truly at home, and um, I remember – kind of deciding between, like, do I stay the church that I'm at or do I come to Fredonia Hill? And I remember sitting on Melina's couch the first time I had met her. Um, she had came up to me, like, after that service and was like, hey, like, I'm Melina. Who are you? Um, that was a really good impression, by the way. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. If I would have had my eyes closed, I would have... <laughs> Melina. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Um, anyway, so she, you know, comes up to me and introduces herself and um, later... I, I don't remember. This was like my sophomore year. I like am going back and forth between, do I stay at the church I'm at? Do I come to Fredonia Hill? And um, I remember sitting on Melina's couch just talking to her about it and her like going through that process with me. Like that was like really hard for me. Um, and so then like made the decision to come to Fredonia, be a part of Revive. And then COVID hits that next semester. Um, and so like that was, you know, my time was kind of cut short yeah. in Revive when I first started coming um, but anyway, then, you know, we come back to school and I remember doing like, uh, at the time it was life groups. We were doing them on zoom, like through revive, oh, wow. uh, with p- the Moors and the Harguses. Um, <laughs> I remember that it was, oh my gosh, so funny. Just doing it over zoom, trying to figure out technology oh, yeah. and all <laughs> of that stuff. But anyway, um, so yeah, that's kind of how I ended up here. Um, and have just loved being a part of the family here at Fredonia um love being a part of Revive get to be like a part of the college ministry as an armor bearer this year mm-hmm. and just like really honored to be able to like serve college students in that way yeah um I love college ministry so yeah that's <laughs> yeah. way cool so both yeah. of you came as... I, was, I was gonna say where are you from originally I don't know if I oh yeah I didn't that. even mention that um <laughs> I'm from Huffman, Texas, which is like okay. Northeast Houston. It's technically not Houston city limits, but I still say Houston because no one knows yeah. where Huffman is. But if you know Humble, Atascacita mm-hmm. area, mm-hmm. that's where I'm from. So, yeah. Blake's lived in Houston. He knows. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. I mean, and Ashley's from the Houston area. Yeah. She's from Friendswood. Oh, and okay. I lived in Jersey Village for a little while. So. Okay, cool. <laughs> yep. So I grew I up in. Is, I know not you much to say about, about it. Yeah. Days. <laughs> yeah. But. Okay, so you guys both uh, sounds like you both got to uh, school at, in in terms of your faith at a at a point where you're both there was a, a lot of growth and learning. You're both kind of relatively new. You are a new believer. Mm-hmm. You kind of come to this point where you'd really started getting serious. You said get, really seriously gave my life to the Lord. Uh, so. So a big part of your time here has been kind of figuring it out, like the the beginning, 
part of figuring it out, walking with Jesus, figuring out how uh, important community is and, and going on that journey with one another. And, um, but fast forward a little bit of time and there's a, there's a trip coming up. So folks that are listening, just kind of, if you, uh, aren't familiar with, with Josh, uh, Williford and, and his family there, Josh grew up here in this church and, uh, has served, uh, on staff, uh, at, at a church in Georgetown and, and some other places, but then a church that they had connected with from Georgetown or a pastor they connected with in uh, New York uh, had a church and that was really, they're really trying to uh, get off the ground in terms of moving it from a uh, kind of one ethnic group to a multi-ethnic church that really represented the neighborhood in, uh, in New York. And Josh uh, felt like the Lord was calling he and his family to move and be part of that project that they've been on the podcast. No, they haven't. No, they haven't. They haven't. We need we're going to get them the next time. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but we've talked about them on here. And um, so anyway, we were able to send our first team to New York and it was a college group. And I think you both, did you both go on that mm-hmm. original trip? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So take us into that. Cause that's kind of version one. That's the, the beginning step. What made you want to go on that trip? That's a, that's a long way. You're new believers and, you know, trying to, you know, I'm, we're going to go to a place that's unfamiliar and, and, and work. Why did you end up going on that first trip? And what was your experience like there? Yeah. Um, well, I don't exactly like remember. I think that John and Melina and like the college armor bears were just kind of like, Hey, we're going to take this trip to New York city. Like this is kind of the background of it. Um, and they're like, we're going to go do like missionary work there and serve with this church. We're going to do a, a, a VBS. And I think I, I was just kind of like, yeah, I want to go. Why would I not go? You know, um, I want to use like my spring break to go on a mission trip. And I had done that a couple like spring breaks prior. And so it was kind of like, I want to go with my college ministry. I want to go um, serve with them in this way. Um, and so, I don't know. It's just kind of decision. So that, it's pretty natural yeah, for you. Yeah. Just, okay. Yes. Here we go. Was yeah. it the same for you, Maddie? Or um, well, Melina, like this was like <laughs> you were told, weren't you? Well, okay. So <laughs> December is Christmas break. I'm at her house. Everybody's at home, um, and she's like, "Hey, uh, we're going on a mission trip to New York this spring. You should come." And I was like, "Yeah." She was like, "I think it'd be a really good way for you to like connect with people because like mission trips, you just kind of like get close to people really fast, and so." Um, look how that turned out. We ended up in New York for two yeah, months right. together. <laughs> yeah, that's, that worked out good. Yeah. So yeah, potentially I just went cause I was like, I love missions and, uh, I need friends and I would love this. Yeah. Okay. So what, I mean that, so that first trip, I know there was a lot of pizza consumed. I've heard oh, some of those yes. stories and seen some, some pictures, but, uh, you guys also got a, a really neat, a time to experience what God was doing in that, in that church, in that neighborhood, you got mm-hmm. to uh, be part of, of them really uh, getting into the neighborhood in terms of kids coming. And um, so what happened and, and or, or maybe it didn't happen here, but, but something happened on that trip where you really connected to what was going on there and felt like I'm going to, I'm going to come back. Uh, how did, how did that happen? Where, where did you begin to think for the first time, like this is somewhere you would come back and serve for a period of time? Yeah. Um, so while we were there, 
um, you know, we're getting to do this VBS with the kids, getting to connect with them and like that way of um, sharing the gospel like with them through um, just like fun things. But we're also like during the day we were given um, like assignment kind of things, like these packets that are basically like going out into the community and analyzing culture. Like what's the Mm -hmm. culture of the community? Um, What are you seeing? What are you hearing? Um, And getting to talk to people. And I remember one day my group and I went into a coffee shop um, and just like what we were doing was going in and just asking people what's important to you? Like what do you value? Um, And that was part of like that assignment was going in. Um, getting in, like talking to these people and asking them like, what, what is most important to you? Like, what do you value in life and how can the church like meet that need, um, is essentially like what we were doing on that assignment. Um, and so getting to do that, I remember, um, talking to people and leaving and I was like, man, I like want to do this more. Like I want Hmm. to connect with more of these people. Um, and I think the night before, I'm not really sure that timeline of events but i think the night before we had um, missionaries from new york come and talk to us and they were basically like we need college students to come up here this summer um it's through jensen which is through the north american mission board um but ashley and wes came and talked to us and um, they were like we need college students to come serve up here this summer um this is kind of like what you'd be doing and um in that moment i'm thinking I'm going to be an armor bearer this next year. Like I like want to like spend my summer in Nacogdoches, you know, thinking these things like, I don't think that I like can do that. Like come here over the Mm -hmm. summer. Um, and really then the next day we go out and do that assignment and I'm like, okay, Lord, like obviously you're doing something here. I want to be a part of this. Um, and then it was the question of, do I come back here over the summer or not? was kind of like, they need people. Why would I not come if I'm like able to? Mm. Um, and even though like Armor Bear, like, you know, technically like starts in the summer, mm-hmm. it's like it's possible for us to move that back yeah. and, you know, end our term or end our like year later. And so talking to John and Melina, um, it was just kind of like, they need people. Why would I not come up here? Um, and saw a need and just was like, I want to be able to be there. Um, but it was definitely the Lord that like did that work in me, like throughout the week as we were there, continuing to go out and interact with people in Ridgewood, um, which is the neighborhood that Maranatha is at in um, Queens. So anyway, that was kind of my journey on um, like how I got to um, go back over there. Maddie, before you jump in, what, I mean, what did you, you said as you just, as you talk to people, you this isn't your exact word, but you essentially, you, you fell in love with it. You really connected. You went, I want, I want to do more of this. Mm-hmm. What was it about what you were seeing and hearing that you think you really connected with or, or felt burdened for? Do you, maybe that's a hard question to answer, but why do you think that that was your response? You know, um, I honestly was just wanting to know the people more. I think that's what hmm. was interesting to me. Um, and also just, um, knowing that, um, like their needs and, or like really now looking back at it, but knowing that their needs and what they were value, like there's an answer, answer to that in the gospel. Mm. Um, and 
knowing that like I have something to like that I could share with them that would meet that need. Hmm. Um, and so I think just like, I don't know, wanting to love on those people, um, having the desire to just get to know them more, um, and really just like be in their space, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like get to share the gospel with them. Wow. Um, so Yeah. Maddie, how about you? When did you, did you know on the trip that you wanted to go back or was it later? When did you go, ah, this is somewhere I need to return? Yeah. So, I mean, the Lord did a, so I have a like heart for missions. Um, like I believe that the mission field uh, is where the Lord has called me. I mean, our world is our mission field. Sure. Um, but um, initially I thought that I, I didn't want to go to college. I wanted to be a missionary. Um the Lord had other plans. That's right. Um, <laughs> but um, going on this trip, like the Lord redefined like missions big time for me. Hmm. Um, and it was just crazy because I always felt international missions would be like where I was at. Um, but if like New York City is where the nations are. Hmm. And so um, it was just really cool to like where I'm at is my mission field. Um, and so on that trip, like the Lord was just redefining that in my life. Um but when Ashley and Wes, the uh, the uh, missionaries who came and spoke to us about Jensen, um, when they asked us, I had no like prior plans for the summer. I was going to work through the summer, um, and I was just going to like live life. Um, but the second they said they needed people, I was like, I'm going to be in New York this summer. Um, mm. And I like in my head, I was like, a lot of things have to go right for me to be here, but. Like, if the Lord wants me here, like, I'll be here. And I was there, so. Wow, that's really, uh, both of, for both of you, it really is fairly simple. And mm-hmm. I don't mean that at all in a, in a negative way. Both, But both of you are talking about kind of saying, there's a need, and if I, if I can be there and there's no reason why I can't, I can rearrange some things, then, then I'm going to go. Did you have to, did you have to kind of get to a place where you worked to that? mindset or did you think that was like was that just a really natural answer for you to just go okay well they need somebody and and I'll go or I don't know was there any wrestling in that or it was just like well yep okay here we go (laughs) you got it well I feel like I've wrestled with the Lord a lot (laughs) in my life (laughs) um and so I kind of was at a point where like I trusted him um, but also like the wrestling came afterwards. It was like oh, thing okay. went wrong, th- like things would go wrong and like people would disapprove and like, I have, I have to figure this out for me to be able to go. And what does this look like when I come back? But like the Lord, like truly worked out everything in its timing. And so the wrestling came after, um, but I knew that I was going to be in New York, even in the moments where it was like, okay, it doesn't seem possible. Well, can you take, I would love if you could, uh, to take us into one of those moments where you start maybe questioning or wondering whether or not, Oh yeah. man, is this going to work out? Should I do this? You yeah. know, you're kind of referencing those, take us into one of those moments. If you can, the, the wrestling that came afterward, what was that like? Yeah. So, um, coming home, I like, I knew that I was going to be in New York and I just was like, I have to have these hard conversations with people. Like I'm going to be gone for two months. And I had just got a job, like pretty good job. Um, and I am not the person to be like, I don't want to commit to this. Um, or like, I'm going to like retract my commitment. 
um, I just, I felt so bad. I was like, I promised that I was going to be here and now I'm asking to go not here. Mm. Um, and so, um, and telling my parents, um, they're very logistical thinkers. And so I was like, I'm going to go to New York for a summer. And they were like, okay, well, how are you going to do this, this, and this? And I was like, well, the Lord. Um, but they wanted to know like logistics. And so I was like, I can't give you logistics. Like my dad was like, telling me um, I have to like have things lined out with my job. Like you just got this job. Like, what are you going to do? Are you not going to work? I was also signed a lease for an apartment this year and I wasn't going to be having an income for two months um, living in New York, which is fairly expensive. Um, And so I was like struggling. I was like, Lord, I like, I want to be where you want me to be, but all of these people, and like my job says otherwise. And so like, I don't know what to do. Um, but I like brought it up to my boss and she was like, well, if you feel like the Lord, like the Lord wants you there, um, like you should do it. Uh, but, um, I can't promise you you're gonna have a job when you come back. And I was like, great. Um, (laughs) and I was like, okay, uh, that's okay. And so a few weeks goes, goes by and she calls me and she's like, hey, we just hired a new girl. Um, and she's going to take your spot while you're gone. But when you get back, you can be part time, which was even better than I could have even imagined because I worked full time last semester with school and like trying to have a social life and trying to be involved. And it was just not the move. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> I was like, this is perfect. Like the Lord truly mm. like made this mm. to perfection. Um, and so I was like, okay, now I just got to figure out the funding. Um, and so Jensen is like, you have to pay for your flight and then like the $800, which pays for your room and board, um, and stuff like that. Um, and so I was like, okay, like I can do this. Like the Lord's going to provide. Um, well he, so I had the flight paid for with a few of the, um, like fundraisers that I did. Um, but then my old youth pastor who like I, who like taught me what a relationship looked like. Um, I went and met with him and they funded the rest of the money. And so it was like, that was taken care of. Wow. Um, and so that was like insane. And, uh, yeah. So like slowly, but surely like the Lord was just like, like you're taking uh, steps of faith and I'm going to like, I'm going to take care of you. And so it was like every little thing was taken care of. And the lease, the lease was taken care of because I now live with the Jameses. If y'all didn't know that. (laughs) Wow. They keep Um, coming up in this story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I live with them. Um, And so I had to get my lease taken because I wasn't going to have enough. I wasn't going to be able to pay for that. And so on the day that rent was due, which was like August something, someone took my lease. Wow. And so it was just like, Perfect timing. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Well, okay. So, so you guys get on the ground. You're there. You're going to be there for two months. And how well did you did you know each other much before this at all? I mean, before the first New York trip. Before the first New York trip, we did not know each other. Okay, so you met kind of then, I assume, and then, and then now here you are on your two months in New York together. What was it like when you first when you first got there? I mean, I've already heard a story about being an hour late for a meeting because you were chasing down a bus. New York travel is its own thing. But I mean, what what was just getting there and, and getting your feet on the ground like? Yeah. Um, and this is summer you're talking about? Yeah, the to... second trip. Yeah. Okay. This, yeah. this previous one. Yeah. So we, um, I mean, 
are, so we have like a group of 27 college students that are all coming to New York on the same day. So we all like get to the airport and uh, the first couple hours we were there, we were, it was sitting on the airport floor, like playing mafia with (laughs) a couple of different college students. So it was like pretty, pretty chill, um, getting to know one another. Um, Maddie and I were, I mean, we were really excited to be there. Um, and then we like kind of just split off and went to our like different housing. So Maddie and I lived in, um, Queens, uh, this, uh, Astoria, Queens this summer. Um, and we had another group that was in like Manhattan. Um, so they're like in the, they were in the downtown, like big city and ours is just like, it was, it was different. Queens is different. It's more like neighborhoody, I would say. Yeah. Um, I guess. I don't know the technical word for that. I don't know if neighborhoody is a word. <laughs> I think it works. <laughs> but, it qualifies <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I mean, the first day was really just us getting to know our team, getting to know um, the other college students that were there, you know, getting set up. Um, and then I think I think the, the first day was just chill. And then... As the week went on, we did like orientation and stuff like that. So, um, you know, got accustomed to, you know, how, how do you get around and, yeah. um, where do you, you know, get your Metro card and all of those things. All the and fun. yeah, the second day that we were there, we did a scavenger hunt of like different <laughs> like things in New York. So we were like sent out on a scavenger hunt basically to like take a picture with the Statue of Liberty. I and assume this is to help you learn how to travel. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So they around. like <laughs> sent all of us out in like groups of four and um, and we were just, you know, told like, these are the list of things, take a photo of it. And it was just to help us learn how to get, get around the city, you know, the subway system and the bus system and all of that. So yeah, first couple of days were, were fun. They yeah. were like, I mean, the whole summer was fun, but yeah. they were more like, orientation getting to know one another scavenger hunt things so so tell us a little bit about the work that you did there i mean what was what was your task why were you going to be there for for two months well um so we were partnered with maranatha um and so it was like 70 30 structured so 70 percent of it wasn't structured 30 percent of it was structured um and the 30 percent was like we were going out with the church and doing what they were doing um, and just like outreach, um, whatever they had planned. Um, And then the 70% was like us figuring out what like living on mission looked like. And boy, let me tell you, that was not fun. It was, it was fun. It was hard. Okay. What do you, what do you mean unstructured? You figured out, I mean, take us into that a little bit. I I don't know that our listeners would know what. Okay. So we would travel to Queens to Ridgewood every day and we would have a meeting with Josh and then we would go out. Um, and basically we had to, so we had a project that we had to figure out like a prospectus where we had to map out the community and figure out what the community needed. Um, but, um, within that we were having to like figure out how to, um, like relate and create relationship with people and, Mm. um, just like get to know the community um, and like hopefully like share the gospel with people. And so we struggled with that (laughs) for the first three weeks. We felt like we were walking around aimlessly, just like we didn't know what we were doing. We were like, what are we doing here? Like, why are we here walking around Ridgewood, just looking at the street signs? Like, what are we doing? Mm. And it didn't, it didn't hit us until like the third week. We were like, Oh, okay. 
we get it. Yeah. What happened? What was the big <clears throat> get it point? Well, I think that uh, for the first three weeks, we, like Maddie said, like struggled through like what what is our goal here? What are we trying to do? How are we going to make ourselves a part of the community? Um, and what we had been doing was going to coffee shops in the morning and like spending time in the word or like planning for our week and stuff like that or like going on prayer walks. Um, at one point we like served donuts to the teachers at the end of like their school year and stuff like that. And so we're, these are like consistent things that we were doing through those first three weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, and we felt like these things are not enough. We're not doing enough. Not like we didn't have like tasks, like, like go do all of these things. Uh, We'd had like some tasks that Josh had like given us. Um, but it was kind of like, take these tasks and like make them your own. Um, and like go do these things in the community and figure out how to do them. Um, and so like one of the tasks was connecting with the young adult population in Ridgewood. And um, that was something that we had been trying to do by going to coffee shops and going to the thrift stores that were on like the more trendier side of Ridgewood and all of those things. And so we're like doing that for the first three weeks and are like, this is are we doing what we're supposed to be doing? (laughs) Like going and enjoying a cup of coffee at the coffee shop and having a conversation with like one person maybe because everyone else doesn't want to really talk to us. And um, it hit us like week three, week four, um, all at different times. And I think what it came down to was we realized like we cannot do this Mm -hmm. on our own. We had been trying so hard out of our own strength, um, to love these people, to connect with them, um, to be a part of their community. And, um, it was kind of like the pressure's off, like came to a point where it was like, it doesn't have to be like, I don't know. We had like built all of this stuff up in our mind of like what we expected it to be, what it needed to look like, what it had to, what Mm. had to happen. Um, And then it hit us about, yeah, week three, week four, we were like, what are we doing? Like we're doing what the Lord has asked of us. Um, And we had seen, the thing is, is we had like met, um, we had met a lot of young adults, connected with a lot of young adults um, in the coffee shops that we were going to and one of the bookstores that we went to, the thrift stores that we frequented. Like we were connecting with people those first three weeks um, and did not like see what the Lord was doing in that uh, because we were just so like, are we doing what we're supposed to be doing, hmm. you know? Um, and then realized like week, th- like that time period, like – we're doing what the Lord has asked of us and we're being obedient to like making sure that we are um, tending to these relationships, continuing to go to these places consistently, consistently so we can build those relationships with people. And um, then we're able to use that for the rest of like the four weeks that we were there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I mean, yeah, it was, it was just a breaking point for all of us. I think we were just like, we realized that we were trying to do it out of our own strength. Yeah. And it was a very humbling moment, but also very sweet because the Lord did it so gently. It was yeah. like, hey, like, you don't have to do this alone. Um, I'm like guiding you in this. Yeah. Um, I am the one who is like 
allowing you to connect with these people. Um, because we, like one of my teammates and I, um, we got, we were able to share the gospel with a girl, like the first or second week we were there in one of the coffee shops we went to every single week. Um, and then continued to like build that relationship throughout the summer. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know it. I mean, it was such a like gift that the Lord even allowed us to have that conversation because we continue to build that relationship throughout the summer. Um, so, yeah. Okay. So it's like, so it's, it's, it's two things. It's you, you know, you talk about kind of doing this in, in your own strength. And when you do that, you talk about being tired and frustrated. <laughs> yes. And then also kind of being blinded to the things that were actually going on, the the good that was actually yeah. happening, the connections that were that were actually being made. So you were tired and blind. And then week 3 that really changes and you kind of realize we've got to we've got to see what God is doing but also invite him into this. We don't need to rely on our own strength. Uh, Maddie had that how did that change i mean because that's basically halfway not quite but that's basically halfway how did that change kind of the rest of the trip from that point so after we realized like apart from him we were nothing um we like we began to live like intentionally which um which was like what the lord spoke over me like for the rest of the summer was and even now like live every single moment intentionally like in that coffee shop in the gym because we we joined a gym uh yeah while, nice. we, while we were there <laughs> um we gave out donuts at the gym um, yeah, that, yeah. Yep. and they were like and this is that was That's crazy amazing. the donut day was the day that it clicked for me it mm. was like we that was the day we like we gave out donuts to the teachers and they like felt appreciated but when we decided to go give them to the people that we had made connections with they were like I can't believe you like you did this. Like that's so kind. Like I heard that I heard that so many times. This is so kind. And it was hmm. just like the Lord was like showing like his character through us hmm. to them. And so it was just like your life is your mission field. Like intentionally live everywhere you go and like people will see the gospel. Um and so that's wow. like that's really what the Lord spoke over me. And so the next like 4 weeks felt like short amount of time like those three weeks felt so long because yeah. we were like not only were we tired from doing it out of our own strength we were walking like six plus miles a day traveling from like 7 a.m to like 11 p.m like all across new york and so we were exhausted um and we had sabbaths but uh you're in new york city once in your lifetime and so on saturday we would try to <laughs> some days we rested um but most days we tried to we tried to do some stuff we wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we we kind of just like, kind we just wanted to like build those relationships deeper and um, with the people that we had met, which by the way, were all like accidents. Like we met a guy on a subway. He was from Texas and we were like, oh, we're Texans. Like, and we, he, we were like connecting with him. That was one of the young adults. We met a guy in a coffee shop um, or a girl in a coffee shop and Gracie and I actually had said something at the same time and he was like, y'all should sing. And we were like, what? Yeah. And so that, that connection, we kept seeing them and that connection kept going. And, um, yeah, we would just like, we were living every single part of our life intentionally after that. Um, and it, it was, it really just was like the Lord, just his character was just shining through us after that. Yeah. 
Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's crazy. That I mean, I think that's, I love that you said that because th- those, those things apply wherever you're at. I mean, you, you don't have to, I love that the Lord took you to New York and used you there and taught you those things there. But the things that you're saying are absolutely true, you know, all the time and, and, and no matter what. And so I think that's really incredible that you, that you come back here now with not only kind of this openness and I, and I think that, you know, like the two things that really just stand out to me in, in the story is number one, I love the, the, the youth of this answer is amazing, but I think it's really challenging, especially because when you become old curmudgeons like you and I, (laughs) we don't, we, our yes is less available. We, we, cause we have quote unquote other things going on. And, and, and I love their yes. I love that. It's like, well, they need people. So we'll go. Yeah. Man, the simplicity of that yes is is powerful, and I think I think we have so many reasons why we say no. That and if we were really to examine those reasons, it's like why 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 is this standing in the way of of God using me the way He wants to use me? So I love your yes, but I also love that lesson that you learned that it's like that God calls me to something, and He doesn't call me to it so that I can use my own mm. strength and ability to do it. He calls me to it because He wants to be shown through me. He, he I'm a vessel, and I'm a conduit for His work and His glory. And so the shift for you guys from tired, frustrated, and worn out to, even though God was doing things through you, to joy-filled, rested, like enjoyed the experience. The shift there is literally the shift that goes, okay, God, you've got to do this through us and resting and trusting in him. And I think that's, man, that's another powerful, powerful thing for us to, to think about. Cause I think we spend so much time, time trying to do what God wants us to do on our own, instead of letting him call and equip and work through us. And so I love that you guys learned that learn that lesson. And now you bring that back here and it's like, okay, God, what do you want me to do? How do you want to use me here? Living intentionally in every moment. That's just, that's just really, really, really good. I really appreciate y'all being here. I, I appreciate you sharing your story. We didn't quite get to, you know, so, you know, if you guys uh, see them on the street, you need to ask them uh, about their, a lost cell phone. I think there's a lost cell phone story. There's... It was, it was stolen. Yeah. Lost and then stolen. <laughs> to clarify. Do not so city bike in New York. Don't city bike in New York. Okay. That's what all that's all I'm gonna say. That's don't a, city bike in New York, you'll get your phone. It's a scam. Lost. City Okay, so city bike in New York. Watch out. Watch out. Okay. Watch out. <laughs> they are not the new sponsors of this yeah. podcast, City Bike in New York. But seriously, thank y'all for, for sharing and uh listen, if you have uh if you've been impacted by what you've heard today we would love to hear about it we love your feedback and you can reach out to us uh through all of our social media channels and then certainly on email mm-hmm. the classic stc at fredoniahill.org it's been a while since i've done that i know it just it felt like you needed yeah, to, we do need it. to do it episode five six we needed to do it yeah maddie gracie thank you guys so yeah, much sure. friends we will see you on the next episode adios mm-hmm.